We talked with Steelers offensive coordinator Matt Canada Monday at Steelers practice. We'll get his thoughts on how Kenny Pickett's adapting to his offense, as well as Calvin Austin's progress as a wide receiver, and talk about the backup center situation all on the Tuesday episode of the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, joined today by Alan Saunders of SteelersNow.com. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find the show in your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of our daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is sponsored by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL. For $20 off your first purchase, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Alan Saunders is back. And, Alan, we got to talk to Matt Canada on Monday, and he doesn't seem like he's like he's not taking any victory laps yet. But I do feel like he's a little looser with how he's talking to us because the offense doesn't – is it just the, the the just the easy kick it, kick it while, while it's down situation that it's been in in the last two years that he's been running it. Do you get a sense that he sees something different developing with the offense that he's, he's going to call this year? It's amazing how much more personable someone is when every other question is not, how come you suck so bad? (laughs) (laughs) You know, he really has a lot more interesting things to say when that's not the case. Uh, I get the sense from talking with Matt and from talking with some people at the Steelers that they are very confident in the way this offense is going to look, that that is going to be very different. Um, not necessarily in terms of scheme, in terms of you know the, the plays that we see, but I, I think in terms of outcomes. I think they are very, very confident that this is going to be not just a better offense, but a good offense. I mean, this is also something that some people have been saying for a while, that we weren't seeing the real Matt Canada offense for a while. And I guess that's my big question is, do do we really think that this is a real thing that Matt Canada's offense just couldn't uh, couldn't have been executed over the last two years with the old man version of Ben Roethlisberger, an offensive line that wasn't playing too well, and a rookie quarterback and Kenny Pickett and a backup quarterback and Mitch Trubisky? Has it just been not really executed to the extent of what he's actually been drawing up? I don't know that that I would say that it couldn't have been, but it certainly wasn't. Right. Like it it certainly did not look the way it was intended to look. And I think that that works on many, many levels. We've talked before about the confidence in the offensive line being a problem. Obviously, the quarterback play has been inconsistent, I would say, at at best. Um, And I just think, you know, that there we, we did not see the intelligence in the design come out as a result of that. Doesn't mean it's not there. It uh, doesn't mean it can't be good, but it, it certainly wasn't. And I think we're starting to see some of the differences in this offense from this year to last year. And I think you're starting to see some of that come out in, in you know, the ability to do more in the middle of the field, 
um, the ability to push the ball further down the field, uh, better blocking in the run game, you know, better down and distance situations. I just think it it feels more like an offense that's going to flow and have that that design that 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 that's intelligence that I think was the thing that made Matt Canada a successful college offensive coordinator. I, I agree. Intelligence is a big part of it. And I think the growth of intelligence or not a growth of intelligence, but the allowing, well, you know, I guess the growth of intelligence and in NFL play from Kenny Pickett is a big part of this. And it's, it's, uh, you know, not to say that he's gotten smarter, but he's gotten more he's been able to grow in how he knows the, the game in the NFL. And I think it's allowed himself to open up what he can do in the NFL versus what he could do in college. And this was part of, of why they drafted him was because of how they saw how quickly he'd be able to adapt his game to the NFL level. And again, he still has to do it in the regular season. He still has to do it for a whole actual season. But in the preseason, we are seeing the plays that we did not see last year, where it's not just a fluky, like, hey, he ran around, found the right guy. What a, what an inspiring moment. It's process. It's read the defense it's oh you're disguising the defense guess what i saw through your disguise and i still went after the spot i wanted to go to and i've developed chemistry with my players well enough that i can attack it in the ways that i see you so it's a layered attack we're seeing from kenny pickett and that i think allows this offense to be so much further than we've seen it in such a long time i think the other thing is very interesting so far is that we're not really like they're not game planning. They're not even really right. calling for the, the 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 defense that they're seeing, you know. And so, when they're having the success, like it's just the basic plays. They, were, in fact, JT O'Sullivan, remember after the first game, was like, "Ah, oh, it's all it's an affront to oh, to passing offense." Yeah, that, I remember that. That's because it's the preseason and they're not giving anything away. So right. I think that makes the success to me really feel real. When you go out there and you're watching them run Hank and they're running inside zone and getting 62 yards on it and they're <laughs> running the same jet sweep they've been running for, you know, three years now and they run tight end up the seam against cover two like every other team in the league and it goes for a touchdown like like none of what they're doing so far has been clever or well thought out or or higher level intentions. It's just been basic plays. They run all the time and they're executing them at a really high level. And I think that's a really good sign for what they could get into when they do start to game plan, when they do start to specifically try to attack weaknesses in a defense, I I think they could really have some promise there. I I do wonder if there is, if there has been some connection between what Matt Canada has been drawing up and what they saw Kenny Pickett being able to execute in a way that will give Kenny Pickett a really good start to his career. And like last last year, you know, you could say, well, it didn't start too great last year. Sure. But these next three, four years, I, I, he's going to be in this offensive system. And if it takes off, if he do, if he sees the things that he's seeing, at least in these preseason games, I think it puts the Steelers in, a, in an entirely different position as far as how they want to grow their core and everything. Here was Matt Canada when we asked him about the progress that he's felt that Kenny Pickett's been making in the offense, just talking about how, what Kenny Pickett's been able to do this year versus last year. Matt, uh, Kenny, had, I think, had one interception over the course of training camp. Obviously, he's protected the football um, well since the, the bye week last week. I mean, is his decision-making just continued to grow and grow and grow? Yeah, I think so. I, mean, I think he's maturing, I th- and we've talked about it. I mean, the speed of the game and year one to 
you know, he got thrown in week four, whatever that was last year, and that was a and that was a fast moving train. Um, we got to the bye and settled a little bit, and, and he continued to play better. Everybody else played better too. I always think everything falls on him, but yeah, I think he's doing a good job with it. You continue to, to do that again. The sample size this this year is pretty small. But like they tried to disguise several different coverages, and Kenny Pickett didn't look phased in, in how they were approaching that. How does that open up more of the options that you guys draw concepts to attack different things? Well, I mean, I think you know, that's probably a question more for Kenny. I mean, we're going to have, you know, plays plays have answers for, for mostly every coverage, right? I mean, that's universal. That's not anything special. And I think, obviously, the game is slowing down for Kenny. You know, going back to one of the earlier questions, I mean, one to two, and as it's going, and Kenny sees it. And he dissects the defense. He's getting the ball, you know, to the right place at the right time. And thought he stepped up in the pocket a couple of times and, you know, with his eyes downfield and, you know, made – Almost got Allen on one, got him on the next one. So I thought, I thought he played well, and I think he's, I think the games, I think he's seeing things very well. So, bottom line for Matt Canada there. One, I think he makes a very good point. Most plays are drawn up to have multiple ways to beat different, you know, to have multiple answers to different co- coverages. Because if you just call a play that's simply a cover two beater and you were wrong. And you're you're the, then then you're screwed. But plays are designed to have different ways to react in different spots, and we saw that. Um, in, in in his plays because in those in in all the situations the three throws that he completed the Bills showed one thing and then tried to react and go to a different thing and he didn't Kenny Pickett didn't blink he was ready for the moment and he got into it Alan I want to get more of your thoughts on that and then we're gonna keep moving on after that to Calvin Austin as well but we're not done talking about Kenny Pickett and uh um and 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 Matt Canada's connection here and what it's building here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Stick with us. we got a lot more to discuss here. But first, before we do any of that, we want to remind you guys that this episode is sponsored by GameTime. Now, GameTime is an amazing app that allows you to buy tickets for your favorite events and make it a non-stressful process because Game Time is an app that you can download right to your phone, and it's the fast, easy, and way to buy an easy way to buy tickets for all your favorite events, whether they're sports, music, comedy, theater events, anything near you. Game Time is going to help you find. They give you killer deals and last-minute tickets, and their best price guarantee can't be beat. So you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're about to have with Game Time. The Game Time app that you can download right to your phone allows you to book tickets even up to the last minute if you didn't plan far out in advance or you didn't know that, the, that a certain concert was happening in your area. You could still get the best prizes with their exclusive flash deals on, on anything from football games to basketball games to baseball games, concerts, comedy, theater events, anything near you, Game Time's going to help you find it. And Game Time, the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less somewhere on a different, on a different service, Game Time will credit you credits you a hundred and ten percent of the difference in those prices. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Or go to their website, GameTime.co. Terms and conditions apply. Create an create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, Chris Carter, Alan Saunders continue here. Alan, before we move on to Calvin Austin, I do want to address the the Calvin Austin situation because I thought he had an impressive uh, showing uh, in a different manner on uh, on Saturday night. But finishing up here with Kenny Pickett, when you hear Matt Canada talk about him and the way that he's growing and what they're able to do with him, what does it tell you about what Kenny Pickett's potential could be in this offense? 
I, you know, I don't really think that there is a limit to Kenny Pickett's potential because the quarterback position is so mental, right? I mean, it's, it's, his physical tools are good enough for him to be really good if he masters the mental part of the game. And, you know, it's impossible for someone like me or someone like, even though I've known Kenny Pickett for a long time, it's impossible for me to really evaluate his ceiling in that way. Um, he'll just have to show it to us. He's good. His, his, his arm is good enough for him to be a really good quarterback if he can take care of the football, if he can read defenses, if he can show pocket, you know, high-level pocket awareness, if, you know, if he can hold on to the football in the pocket. You know, like the, those, those are the things that are so important to quarterback play that are not measurable. But I think we're seeing improvement from him, and I think that's the real positive sign is that, you know, we, I mentioned this, we were talking on the, about this on the final word on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Like that pass to Pat Fryermuth, I don't think he would have made last year. No. Najee Harris was wide open in the flat. Wide open. Completely uncovered. No one even went over Like, it would have been a good throw if he threw it there. Just like easy seven yards. Like, mm-hmm. easy. If he breaks one tackle, he might have scored from over there. But I think that's Kenny Pickett confident, more knowledgeable, um, comfortable, and understanding the risk reward line and where it lies in the NFL as opposed to college football in terms of taking shots down the field. You know, he got put into a rough situation last year. Not only was he kind of thrust into the into the starting lineup, his first game he throws three interceptions. Yeah. Now all of a sudden he's 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 in a situation that he wasn't really prepared for. And now he's got, you know, the worst thing a quarterback can do now suddenly becomes this this thing. And so you know, I think a lot of what ended up being, you know, blamed on Matt Canada last year was simply the quarterback being extra careful to hold on to the football and to not turn it over and probably not being as aggressive as would be ideal as a result. And I think we're seeing a lot more of that so far this year. I agree. And it's something that I said a lot last year. Uh, you know me, I cover Pitt. And I used to, I was catching a little bit of flack from Pitt fans uh, who were like, why are you talking bad about Kenny? You can't be saying he's making mistakes like that out there. And I'm like, listen, he's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. But trust me, if you catalog how he makes these mistakes in his rookie season and then he shows that he makes he made real steps to correct those mistakes in his second season, you're going to imp- appreciate his growth that much more, which is why we pointed it out then and we're p- pointing out his progress now. And we will continue to do so all throughout the season because that could end up being an amazing story to see how far he comes in his NFL career. We could talk forever about Kenny Pickett, but I want to talk about Calvin Austin with you real quick. Calvin Austin had a play where we we've saw, we know that he had deep speed. Like in the first preseason game, he had that bomb from Mason Rudolph. I mean, it was good to see that he was still that he still had that, but that's stuff that we knew he had from Memphis. That's stuff that we knew he had uh, in practice. We, we, we've seen him use his just, hey, hit a go route, and if you're faster than the other guy, we're going to throw it to you, and you can score a touchdown. That part was known about Calvin Austin. What I wasn't sure was how good of a route runner could he be in tight spaces when guys are trying to limit where he can go. And – when uh when 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 talking to him when, when when in that second game uh there was a play where it was there was a third down i believe and he had a slant over the middle he had a cornerback up in his face 
and he used really good footwork, got the cornerback to back off, give allow, give up the inside leverage. He used that quickly, presented a target to his quarterback, caught the ball, got yak, and got the first down, moved the chains. Calvin Austin looked good, and that was just one example, but it showed route running ability. I asked Matt Canada about it, and I asked Calvin Austin about it. We'll start with Matt Canada's response to how, how Calvin Austin has progressed as a route runner. Calvin Austin was a guy who loved when he was a speedster who could just get open on, on going deep, but he had a really good slant route where he kind of won inside leverage. How did he even grow as a route runner? Uh, you know, we're, we're working on that continually. Again, he lost last year, so I mean, we're, we're trying to you know, help Calvin become a second-year player without a first year. Um, so obviously that was a really, you, you hit it on the head, that was a really good route, you know, opportunity for him to run after the catch. He's a guy that can do a lot of different things. It's you know, not my area, but obviously the punt return was very good as well. So Calvin's had a good camp. We're, we're bringing him along as fast as, as he can come and happy with his progress thus far. And here was Calvin Austin in the Steelers' locker room just shortly after that when I got to catch up with him for a little bit. Uh yeah, so I mean I've always been able to have good releases and everything. But, um I've always been able to have good releases and everything, but you know, um uh, continuing to get some work outside and Deontay watching a lot of his releases and stuff, he did something similar to that, so that really kind of came from that and just my knowledge of um, releases. Are you seeing more parts in like where you can get better at your routes now that you kind of had more time to work this year versus last year? Oh, most definitely. Um, I mean, from when you get on the field, like you can work on things, but once you get on the field and stuff, that's when you're gonna really see like what what like the little things need to work on. So just from um, all, all, from each rep, I mean, I've been learning something new each play, so it is good to be learning. So lots of things there. Uh, certainly it, it is it is apparent that Calvin Austin has taken the charge of learning to get better at his craft seriously in just his first year. And, and Matt Canada brought up a good point. He, he didn't get a rookie camp because the first week he looked good. Like he had, he had a one catch over the middle. I remember in his first in his rookie camp where Demonte Casey leveled him when they weren't wearing pads. And we were all like, oh, my God. And he got up fine. But then shortly after that, he suffered an injury that did sideline him for the rest of the season. So Calvin Austin didn't get a rookie season. He kind of just had to sit around, watch what the Steelers did. So this is kind of his rookie year. But, man, he, he looks like he understands parts of the game. Alan, what do you see from Calvin Austin that – will make him an asset to the Steelers this year. I think there's a determination both from Calvin and from the Steelers to not let him be limited to being a gadget guy just because he's small and fast. You know, and I think we've seen that happen in a lot of different ways. I mean, the down the field stuff, like if you remember back in the first weeks of training camp this year, that was kind of eye-opening to me then, like where he, he didn't do that last year, you know, running by guys in cover three and stuff like that. And I think it was honestly a bit of a challenge for the Steelers quarterbacks and trying to find a way to get the ball over the defense to him. And, you know, I remember watching his film in Memphis, and there's a lot of over-the-middle stuff in that tape. If you go back and look at it, you know, he kind of played like a regular wide receiver. Like he's small, but he, but he did not – he did not have this like hyper specialized route tree. He did everything. In fact, one of the things I came away from watching his tape in college so impressed by was he's physical. Like he'll go over the middle and take hits and jump right back up. And, and um, 
I think it's very easy to write him off as sort of a bit part guy because of his size. And even if that bit part is exciting because of his speed, uh, I don't think that either he or the Steelers are going to be content with that. I think they're trying to make him into an all around wide receiver. And I mean, he has to stay healthy. He is a little guy. He can't go over the middle taking shots from linebackers all season. That's probably not going to work. But it certainly seems like his skill set is not going to be a limiting factor there. I agree. It seems like his skill set actually favors him because yeah. he's not just he just is having a he just he doesn't just have a long speed. He has short area quickness, which is really the most important part of the receiver's game. That's what like Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson has decent speed, but what makes him, you know, an elite route runner is his ability to get separation because he's explosive in short spaces and short distances. And that's where Calvin Austin, I think, uh, if he can do that and he can be a good receiver, like he can actually finish plays with his hands, catch the ball, make combat catches, find a way to get yak in situations, that's what's going to make him uh, a tough receiver to guard. And it could put the Steelers back into a situation where they're deep at receiver again, because, you know, for a little bit, they were, the Steelers were known as the team. They could just, they could pick anybody. They could pick somebody in the seventh round. They'd have a superstar wide receiver on their hands. Heck that almost happened with Antonio Brown being a six, six round pick. But, um, you know, but the Steelers, you know, for a little bit, there was a little bit of concern, but I think part of it was the quarterback situation falling off. They didn't have, you know, Ben Roethlisberger got older and then they didn't have, you know, the, the experienced guy last year who knew the system and could be a leader like that. But now you have Deontay Johnson, who's gone through four years of that. You have George Pickens, who's been here for a year. You have Calvin Austin, who's getting used to things. And you have Allen Robinson you brought in. You have four wide receivers. And I'll also say Gunnar Olszewski has looked very good in training camp and in preseason. He's kind of earned uh, earned his chance there uh, to, to, to stay on the roster there. You have a, a crew of guys here with youth on this roster to be able to have a wide receiver core for the future, not just for now, but for the future to work with Kenny Pickett that, that he continues to develop with. Yeah, I think that's a really important piece of Calvin Austin's role, right? Because he's, you know, came in in Pickett's class. Like, you know, the, the, the idea when you're drafting a quarterback and two wide receivers together is that you can kind of bring them all along together. And I understand that Calvin Austin's not as high of a draft pick as Pickens and Pickett were, but he can be a part of that. I think like it just, you know, I, I don't think we should leave him out of that group when you're talking about this future core. Now, you know, Alan Robinson's obviously only here for probably a year or two. Deontay Johnson, future contract situation, you know, who, who knows, but, you know, I think if you look at like Frymouth, Harris and, and, and Warren and, and those two receivers, like that feels like, Washington now that that feels like the group right that that feels like the group that they're going to have for a few years I agree and, and it's a good group to have at least on what we see now is just going to be about how do they continue to grow and how does Kenny Pickett continue to build relationships and connections with those guys because if he does that's what's going to be I think what makes this group special not just their individual talents but their chemistry as a group it seems like they're developing a chemistry uh even with just their second year in the league between him Austin and Pickens uh especially we have a lot more to talk about with them in the future but I want to talk about the backup center situation in fact we got a call about the the backup center situation we'll address that here on the Locked On Steelers podcast in just in just a couple minutes here but before we do any of that, I want to remind you that this show is also sponsored by eBay Motors. Now, eBay Motors, you all know, know about them. They've sponsored this show. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with the Locked On Fantasy Football host, 
Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're preparing for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you the players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guarantee Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Looking for a player to take in fantasy football drafts who will spark his new team's offense and also help your your spew speed to victory? Then you use a luxury pick on Giants tight end Darren Waller. The former the former Raider is already riding in style again with Daniel Jones locked into him all throughout training camp and the preseason. The connection is strong enough to believe Waller will go back to being a reliable cog at his position. Grab him at the top of a few tight ends or uh, grab him after, excuse me, the top few tight ends are off the board. That's advice from Vinny Iyer. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you get over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shock struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car. Because eBay guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if you your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay's guaranteed fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, Chris Carter, Alan Saunders, continuing our discussion here. We're doing a pretty much an, a whole offensive episode here today, but we got to answer a question. Remember, we do have a call line that if you call at any point in time, the 412-223-6644, that's 412-223-6644. Leave your name, where you're from, and keep your question under a minute. We will get you on the show. Also, if you donate $10 to our CFF, our Cystic Fibrosis Foundation campaign, which, by the way, ends next month, so we could use any donation that you have, uh, you will be guaranteed to hear your call within a week uh, on on air on this show within a week of your call but want to get to a question here we have eric from atlanta who asked a question about probably the one spot on the roster that everyone's still asking about and that's backup center hey chris this is eric in atlanta georgia uh question on our backup center situation uh just watching kendrick green through the preseason it's uh it's been pretty scary. <laughs> I know there were hopes that he would be able to step into that backup role, but it just doesn't look like that's happening. So my question is, what do you think the plan is at this point? Um are, are the Steelers stuck in a situation where they they really had no plan B and they're just going to have to hope Mason doesn't miss any time this season or does Omar Khan have one more trick up his sleeve and pull something out at the last minute, either a player acquiring a player off the waiver wire or through free agency. It doesn't seem like there's a ton of options out there. So just a little, little concerning at that backup center situation at this point. So just curious on your thoughts. Love the show. Thanks. Thanks, Eric. Glad you love the show, and then glad you, thank you for calling and asking a good question. Remember, call 412-223-6644 to get your question heard on the show here. Alan, he brings up a good question because it's everyone's question right now. What the heck's going on at backup center? 
I believe, and I think you and I have talked about this off air, but I, I don't believe Kendra Green is actually the backup center right now. I think that's really going to be Nate, Nate Herbig. Now, granted, he's injured right now, and that's a good question as far as how that how long, how long that's going to impact him and what it's going to do. But I think that this was an attempt to give Kendrick Green a chance to prove himself that he can be a center in the NFL like they drafted him to be, and he's, he's not proven it. Mike Tomlin's basically said that at the podium after the game on a Saturday, and uh, it, it's been pretty clear he's not getting the job done. I, I think the Steelers are going to lean more to Herbig there, and it might be even a, a, a legitimate question to ask if Kendrick Green's on the roster. But, Alan, Herbig is one answer. Do you foresee Al- Omar Khan to providing another answer by going and getting someone else? I think you'd like to. I don't really think Herbig is that good of an answer because, I mean, he's just not a natural center. You know, I mean, he's done it a little bit, but that's not his position. Um, he's not – done it a ton you know it's it's not like he's been taking reps on reps on reps over at center throughout training camp and he's been over there a little bit um you know but he's mostly working as guard and he's been the top backup at guard i don't know what they're gonna do i really think that they are trying to give kendrick green a chance to make this team if, if he doesn't you know i think the waiver wire is really in play here you know i, I really have been looking um for teams who maybe have a third center um that they're not using uh, seems like um jimmy morsey who was uh, kenny pickett's center at pitt hey. is third on the depth chart in houston hey I don't know. could be interesting fourth um, trophy winner right there yeah i i just i think there's there's plenty of reasons to go make that kind of move um but you know, I, I think I think Kendrick Green is probably going to stick around, whether it's on the team or on the practice squad, because there's just not anybody bet like in terms of like who's the second best pure center on the roster. It's him. Like I, he's been bad. There's no question about it. But there's nobody better. So I don't know. Unless they find somebody externally that can come in and fill that need, whether it's on the roster or the practice squad, I, I expect Kendrick Green to hang around. I, I think that they, 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 you're right. They're, they need another significant body to ask him to to, to leave. Um, and he, here's what might happen. It might be just be a thing where they keep him around this year, and then next year they go draft a, a center somewhere, and then that, that'll be Kendrick Green's last training camp unless he proves something that he could be a good guard or something else. But um, I agree. Like right now, that's the kind of situation. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if the Steelers did something at the waiver with the waiver wire and, and scoped things out and got a, a center. I know some people are out there saying, "What about trading Kevin Dotson?" And let me say this: um, Listen, trading Kevin Dotson certainly an option there. But what team is going to flip you a guard or flip you a center? Excuse me for for uh, for a guard when. If they're playing with that center, they probably want that center to play that guard position, and, and in a way that it's a center that you actually want to keep on your roster. Like, I'm not saying that that can't happen. I think that the likelihood of getting something of actual value you almost have to do two trades, right? Right. You, that's you, what have I'm to, you have to trade Dawson for a draft pick, and then trade a draft pick for the center. Like, there's almost no way. Same thing. I think uh, Terrell Austin said today they feel like they have too many good defensive linemen that they're going to lose one yeah. that can play. Okay, maybe you trade one of those guys, but you're not going to be able to trade player for – like those those trades are impossible. Usually yeah. you trade for a pick, and then you trade your guy for a pick, and you kind of hope – you know, kind of hope it comes out of the wash. 
Uh, so uh, we'll see. I think it's possible for sure. I think I think it's possible. I just think that, it, like you said, it's going to take more than simply just trading Kevin Dotson for a, a great backup center, you know, you know, for, for that situation that's just not floating around out there like like that as easily as possible. But I, I agree with with Eric, and I agree with most Steelers fans that they could they should not depend on Kendrick Green to be the number two center this year. If they do, there if they do, and Mason Cole does miss a game, they are putting Kenny Pickett at risk. I think it might even be James Daniels. Like I, James Daniels mm. played a lot of center in the end. Like if Cole misses like half the season, like let's say he like tears his ACL or something, I think Daniels moving is probably the more realistic option. I think he's a much more natural center than Herbig is. And then Kevin Dotson could play, could play guard, which would make or more Herbig sense. either or way. Herbig. Yeah, or Herbig. Yeah, and Eric, good question. Also, are you going to the preseason game in Atlanta? Because if you are, hit me hey. up. I'll be there. I give you hit a up, Alan. Little wave. Uh, good stuff. Absolutely, hit up Alan. Alan makes the big bucks. I'm not going to Atlanta. I I, I, ain't, I ain't doing all that crazy stuff. I'm staying right here in Pittsburgh. Chris staying is going to. I'm get staying a, at the Best Western. Come on now. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm staying on my couch. So, so there, there, there you go, right there. Um, but, uh, but Alan, it's certainly something we'll keep to watch, and we'll see what happens with this week in practice. They have one more practice to today, Tuesday, before everything's closed in the media Wednesday, and then they play Thursday for their final preseason game and then within a week of actually today this tuesday the 22nd that will be next the, this, the next tuesday will be the final cut day will be the cut day there's no more uh progression of cuts it's just one big cut day where the roster will be trimmed to 53 players and we'll get our answers as far as who they keep we'll probably get you prepared for that by over the weekend and leading into that tuesday with some 53 man roster projections but we got a lot more to cover before then he's alan saunders Alan, thanks so much for joining us here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. At A. Saunders, PGH on Twitter, or whatever it's called now, but I'm still calling it Twitter. At PGH Steelers Now is the site at SteelersNow.com. Also, PGH Steelers Now on YouTube. Steelers Afternoon Drive is my podcast with Zachary Smith. You can find it on our YouTube page and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. And we're going to have Carter on eventually. We've now figured out the third box thing. I've been waiting. So it's not going to happen. About it's not time. Happen. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. And uh and you, you know, we'll we'll see. Absolutely. Check out all the great work that they do at SteelersNow.com. We had a double whammy of Steelers Now. Nick Farabaugh did a great job on our Monday episode. We're going to be having him back soon as well. Uh, you and you and Nick are kicking butt over there at SteelersNow.com. Thanks for, for, for joining me here on the show. And I'm Chris Carter, your host of the Locked on Steelers podcast at Carter Critiques on Twitter. You can find me on, on, on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. You can also find me at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette where I host the North Shore Drive podcast talking about Steelers, Pirates, Penguins, everything Pittsburgh sports. I also cover the University of Pittsburgh uh, with their football, basketball, and all their uh, and all their sports teams in the athletic department, post-gazette.com for all that content. And you can find me here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Listen to me on your favorite podcasting app. Watch me on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this channel to get all of our daily episodes as well as our bonus content. Thanks again for checking us out here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Back coming at you Wednesday with another episode right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. 